Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And sometimes it's really nice to showcase a person who is being held out as an exemplary of their industry. And that's why uh, we are pleased to introduce our guest today. And MXV Rail is proud to have her at the helm. President and CEO Carrie Gonzalez of MXV Rail was recently honored with the 2023 Railway Woman of the Year Award. The League of Railway Women presents this award every year with a co-sponsor, Progressive Railroading, honoring a woman who exhibits leadership and excellence while supporting the personal professional growth of others in the rail industry. And Carrie was honored on January 6th at a conference held in Scottsdale, hosted by the National Railroad Construction and Maintenance Association, as well as the Railway Engineering Maintenance Suppliers Association, two big groups in the world of rail. So first of all, let's welcome to the show, Carrie Gonzalez, President and CEO of MXV Rail. Carrie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, let's start, I, I think, with an introduction, not just of yourself. We'll get to that in a moment. But also, let's introduce our audience to MXV Rail. And let's start with that unusual name. <laughs> yes. So MXV Rail, I like to say, is the world's premier talent for rail research, consulting, training, and testing. Uh, and that unique name you mentioned is actually born from the scientific term momentum or mass times velocity, MXV, <laughs> which reflects the role we play uh, in advancing our industry. And so we like to say we keep our industry, our clients, and, and the best ideas moving forward and, and really providing that momentum for the industry as a whole. Oh, I remember that from physics, right? So I remember that. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, so it gets back to the basics there with that. And, and and I think I'm among those who are surprised, and, and maybe our listeners too might be surprised, at the long history of rail research in our region. What do you all do? Right. Uh, the rail research actually dates back about 40 years in the southern Colorado area. Uh, we had operated out of an older facility uh, the last couple of years. We've been moving our facility to a newer one at PuebloFlex. But uh, essentially, we employ over 250 different rail specialists that are passionate about improving the safety, reliability, efficiency, and resiliency of both domestic and international rail communities. So our knowledge uh, is interdisciplinary, and we cover all aspects of railroading. So we may be studying how rail responds under high heat conditions, or we may be helping innovators bring new products to market. Uh, essentially, we are the end-to-end -end provider for research and testing services for the entirety of the rail community. Well, and I think uh, the, with the supply chain issues that we've experienced over the years and the pandemic, I think everybody's a lot more cognizant of how much we all depend on rail. Uh, but you are, are being able to see into the cutting edge of what's coming for this industry. What's an emerging technology that you're excited about right now, uh, whether it relates to safety or sustainability? Well, that one is a tough question because there are so many different opportunities on the horizon right now, but uh, one that seems to be gathering some excitement not only in our world but also in the media is Parallel Systems. Uh, they are a company that is deploying autonomous bogies, and it's really aimed at increasing capacity on existing rail lines. Uh, which to us means as a as a consumer and as a individual that operates in any community, 
the ultimate goal for this technology is to shift more freight movements from roadways to existing rail lines, and that's going to benefit the nation in a few ways. Uh, first, you're going to see less traffic and congestion due to trucks on the road, and that also means that we're going to be having less damage to our public roadways. Uh, but the second piece of it is really reduced pollution um, from all the trucking industry because freight rail is the most environmentally friendly way to move freight across our country. And with the technology that they're using, it'll even improve upon that. So uh, we're working with parallel systems under a federal grant right now to test their concepts against some existing safety and interchange standards that we have. And so far, so good. And we're just really excited to have them and looking forward to being able to help them on their pathway to implementation in the U.S. Carrie, I, I read a profile of you that they published at the time of this award uh, being uh, bestowed, and it, it sounds like perseverance is kind of built into your uh, personality. Uh, why don't you, I mean, what is it that keeps you uh, persevering, that keeps you from quitting? Is it the industry support, your background, from family background? What gives you that confidence? Well, you know, I always like to say I love a good challenge. Um, I think I should have been a little bit more careful of what I was wishing for over the last two years <laughs> uh, because it has been quite the experience. Challenge, yes. Say looking back on it now, but it's been, it was a wonderful experience. I'm so glad that I was able to help lead our team through this transition. But, you know, when I think about the things that are drivers for me, uh, first and foremost, when it comes to this job, I love the rail industry. Uh, it's such an impactful industry on our communities and our economy. And so as a purpose-driven organization, I think it's just inherent in, in you know, we're always trying to help. Uh, and so these challenges are really meaningful and impactful to the industry as a whole. Um, and I think, you know, working with the team that we have, we have an amazing team of individuals and, and really gathering around that common purpose. I don't think the concept of quitting really ever crosses our mind. Uh, and then, you know, I did grow up in a family of, um, you know, we had to struggle a bit here and there and learning how to succeed in the face of adversity was something that I learned early on. And I was an athlete my entire life and coaches push you hard to, to continue to get better and you don't get to just give up because you don't want to let, let other people down. So I think the combination of my passion for the industry and then understanding how important team is and, and really feeling the success uh, after going through a situation like that. I think there's so much light at the end of the tunnel that it's really hard to even consider not going hard all the time. <laughs> <laughs> going hard. Well, I, we want to talk more about what that involves. Uh, MXV Rail, you mentioned, is moving or is in the midst of moving or has moved to the Pueblo Plex. We'll talk about the logistical challenges involved in that. We need to take a short break here. Our guest today, Carrie Gonzalez, President and CEO of MXV Rail. You're listening to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're back with the extra, and our show today is focusing on the recent recipient of the League of Railway Women's Award for their Railway Woman of the Year. And she's a leader in our region as well, and also leading MXV Rail. So we talked uh, earlier in the show about how MXV Rail has moved to the Pueblo Plex. First of all, talk about the logistical challenges that your team faced and what was the biggest of those challenges? Well, there were plenty. Uh, and just to give you a scope of uh, the move, just so our listeners understand, uh, we had operated out of a single facility for about 40 years. 
And when you operate out of one location that's about 50 square miles, you have a tendency to accumulate a lot of things. I always tease people and say that uh, our, our transition from one place to the other could have probably filled an entire system of that show hoarders. So <laughs> it gives you an idea of, um, of the things that we are trying to achieve. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges that it wasn't just the move that had to happen. Uh, as we were making this transition, uh, we were also running our business. So we were fully operational out of the old facility. We were moving all of our things from one facility to the other facility at Pueblo Flex, which was about 12 miles south of the old facility. Uh, and then we were trying to construct an entire new facility. Uh, Pueblo Plex had great rail infrastructure as a starting point, um, but we had to build out all of our new track infrastructure, buildings, you name it, we had to move it. Uh, and so over the course of about a year, we moved $100 million worth of assets. So that's testing equipment, rail cars, um, derailed tank cars, you name it, we had it. Um, and it took about 27,000 people hours to move, and that includes our people, uh, a lot of local contractors that were great in helping us make sure that our equipment was moved in an appropriate way. Um, we had volunteers over the weekend. In fact, we had 55 different uh, volunteers that helped us over the course of that year come on, come, in, come out to our old facility on weekends to make sure our stuff got moved out. So. Um, and when we're talking about moving things, we're talking about rail cars, right? Uh, one of our particular places uh, that we offer, or one of our particular lines of business is called the Security and Emergency Response Training Center. Just for that particular move, we had to scrap uh, seven highway tankers, five intermodal cars, 34 total rail cars. Uh, we moved an additional 32 highway tankers and like 65 different rail cars trailers, buses, you name it, we had it. So when you think about the all the logistics involved of being able to do, have three different simultaneous projects going on, it was quite the feat. And um, I'm just really proud of the team for being able to do it in a safe way. That is amazing. It sounds so daunting to to hear those details. I've lived through a couple of uh, station revamps where we bring in a new set, and you wouldn't believe our, our space is only maybe forty feet by forty feet. You wouldn't believe the <laughs> agony that goes into that. So I can't even imagine a place that's uh, as big as and contains as much infrastructure and equipment as what you're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, where you see MXV going in the future, but let's talk. <laughs> about uh, this award that you received. Do you think the fact that you were presiding over this big transition, do you think that influenced uh, you receiving the award this particular year? Oh, absolutely. I think this um, this was a big change for the entirety of the rail industry. Um, they'd been used to being in one place. And uh, what was really important about the transition was the support that we got from the industry. It really reinforced the value that they see in the work that we do and the research and testing that we provide on behalf of them. And so it was of high interest for the last two years for the entirety of the industry. So I do think that we are under a little bit of a microscope mm -hmm. uh, in a good way. And so uh, that probably did highlight the the work that had to go on and the and the fact that we were able to continue to provide the services that we had always provided throughout the transition, I think, was a really big driver. Where were you and, and how did it feel when you learned about being named the Railway Women of the Year? 
<laughs> it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, I, there was a few of us that were heading out to Paris for a trip to visit with some of our international colleagues on a conference that we host. It'll be in 2025 at the Broadmoor, so we're very excited about that. But we are heading out to Paris for a planning meeting. And uh, unfortunately, we had some flight issues, and so we were delayed uh, sitting in a airport club waiting for our next flight. And I mean, this delay was very long. And I was just flipping through some emails, and I got the email from the League of Railway Women. <laughs> and when my teammates came back, I told them, ah, oh, I see you guys were at it again. And, and they kind of looked at me with like a, what is she talking about face? <laughs> and I let them know that um, I had got selected and everyone was very excited. We may have been a little bit loud in the club and got a couple of looks <laughs> like, what are those people so excited about? Because everybody, everybody in the club was delayed at this point. Um, but I do, it was pr a pretty special moment because, you know, I know that my team was, you know, was behind it and they're the ones that put the work in to make sure that the work that we did as an organization is really highlighted in this award. So it was a really special moment for all of us. Well, like a good coach, you are sharing the glory here. Um, what other ways do other female leaders inspire you? Oh, man, I've, it's been an interesting road for me um, and just how much support I've gotten from the women in our industry. Uh, it is you know, women in railroading has not historically been a thing that goes together. And so uh, this award actually was pretty special to me because I was part of the League of Railway Women Board as the education chair. It was probably five or eight years ago, time flies. Um, but it was really, you know, those women have had such a big impact on my career and the support and, you know, when you're having struggles or you need some outreach, they have always been in a place to, to support me. And, um, and so, I, you know, we always try and provide that back to people. But you know, specifically on my team, I've just been blessed with some amazing, um, really capable women in our team. Uh, I have probably... I think I think there are about seven out of the ten executives on our team right now are women. Uh, some in some very technical roles, and it's just really great to see uh, how many women are coming into the industry and being able to achieve some bigger roles in their organizations. And anything we can do to support that as an organization is uh, is always a focus for us. That's great. That's great. I, I want to talk more about this. We need to take a short break here. Uh, Carrie Gonzalez, president and CEO of MXV Rail, based in the Southern Colorado region, is our guest today. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what makes this such an exciting time for women in the railroad industry. You're listening to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're back with our guest today, 2023's Railway Woman of the Year Award, just announced at the beginning of this year. Carrie Gonzalez is her name. She's president and CEO of a company that's uh, very well known in the uh, transportation world, MXV Rail. I, I was unfamiliar with it in until I learned of this award, and it's been uh, really eye-opening to find out what they do here in Southern Colorado. So, Carrie, uh, let's talk about when when we went to the break. We we're talking about uh, what makes this an exciting time for women in the railroad industry. Uh, is it is it pointing to a need for more girls going into STEM fields? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about why it's exciting. Uh, one of the things that I've the opportunities for me to speak have become more since I've stepped into this role, uh, and so I get to go out and 
see different groups of people. And what's really exciting for me is that as I'm going to engage in these different segments, whether they be technical or leadership places, um, you're starting to see a lot more women in rail. Uh, and it's also very exciting because we have some trailblazers uh, that have recently come out in terms of leadership. Uh, prior to probably five years ago, I'm trying to think when Katie took over, there were not any women CEOs for any of the class one railroads. Today you have two. You have Katie Farmer uh, and Tracy Robinson, both leading class ones, which is absolutely phenomenal and something to look forward to for for women that that glass ceiling has been broken. Uh, but then you look out in the supply industry, and one of my favorites is Jean Savage. If you take a look at her career, uh, she's worked in several different, um, I would say, more technical careers. And uh, right now she's leading at Trinity, and she's just a phenomenal leader doing some really great things over there. Uh, I do think that it should encourage more women to get into STEM, but one of the things we talk about is getting to them early and making sure that there's visibility for them to see themselves in a role. Uh, so one of my goals and my personal goals is really to get out into the community and demonstrate to young girls that it is possible for you to be a CEO of a technical company. And um, maybe when they see me, maybe they'd say, oh, I can, that means I can do that too. Mm -hmm. So uh, engaging with them early and making sure that there's pathways for them and keeping strong mentors in their life, whether that be their family or outside coaching, I think is a really important step for making sure that we're encouraging women to get into technical fields. Um, but as they get into technical fields, I think keeping them is also something we need to think about. Uh, as you are, you know, getting married and having kids, there's just different pressures on women than there are on, on men. And so as organization, making sure that you're sensitive to those and being able to help work through those time periods in their life, because I will tell you, I had some phenomenal people in our organization that when I had my two little ones uh, were really helpful in letting me make sure I had the time I needed to with my family, and that built a lot of loyalty to this company. And so here I am 21 years later uh, with not a thought in my mind of going anywhere else. That's that's wonderful and so inspiring. And uh, you, you really, it sounds like, drew on your experiences as an engineer to rise to the level that you are being CEO. Tell us about that, like, progression. Absolutely. Um, I think my education was a big driver for many of the, I would say, problem-solving <laughs> skills that you needed. School of Mines is a very well-rounded uh, college, and the education there, I think, is really geared toward being more than an engineer. Uh, there are some great engineers that come out of mines. They do think that they give you opportunity to work in teams, do presentations, and all the things that you need to do, not only to be technically competent, but also to be able to be successful in, a, in your career pathways. So um, I think the engineering discipline is you know, built-in challenges. That's that's what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it be designing something new or looking how things are going to um, perform from a safety perspective. There's just so many different pathways, but I think the educational elements that really built up to that in terms of organization, project management, um, being able to speak technical to non-technical people, all of those things I think were very well covered during my time at Mines. 
Well, Carrie Gonzalez is our inspirational guest today. Uh, it really, just I, I think uh, hopefully other listeners are finding a lot to uh, glean from what she's talked about in uh, her path to success and becoming the 2023 Railway Woman of the Year. Uh, we need to take another break. We'll be back with more from Carrie Gonzalez, CEO of MXV Rail, based at the Pueblo Plex. When we were last speaking to Carrie Gonzalez right before the break, uh, she was talking about her progression. If you could go back in time, Carrie, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Oh, well, that one's a fun one because uh, I think early on I really wanted to be a lawyer. And now having to um, interact with lawyers every day. <laughs> and to my to my lawyer friends, I love all of you. Um, but... Yeah, I would probably really tell myself to rethink my life choices at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and and now you're with MXV Rail, uh, which is is a stalwart in the Southern Colorado community. Although maybe it doesn't have the high profile of uh, a lot of other maybe major companies. Uh, why why is Southern Colorado the Pueblo area? Why is this the place uh, that that you find? is ideal for your workers and your company to thrive? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, Pueblo sometimes will get a bad rap, but um, I think it's really all in the eye of the beholder. There's some great things in Pueblo. I know the community is trying to do some really wonderful things in in terms of engagement. Uh, You know, it's a beautiful location, not too far from the mountains. And I do think that there's a lot of industry and a lot of workforce need in the area. I know there's a lot of economic development that's going on with Puebloplex to try and repurpose that facility. So I do think that there are big things on the horizon. And, um, you know, I appreciate the education system. I have two kids that are in um, the public education system, and they seem to be thriving. And so anything that we can do to build more uh, build more engineers and build more technical people I'm, I'm all for it <laughs> <laughs> and MXV rail has some 300 jobs in Pueblo what's your economic forecast uh, for the region and for your company well I think you know there is large opportunity for growth and again I kind of point back to the work that Pueblo Plex is doing trying to transform this facility that is getting closed by the army into something that can help the community. I know that there's a large workforce there, uh, and so I think bringing new business in and new rail business would be fantastic. I think we have a very strong base of rail employers in the area, and so one of the things that we're also trying to do is bring more education into the workforce in regards to rail. We started a nonprofit in the middle of last year, it's the MXV Learning Institute. Part of that is to help with the Security and Emergency Response Training Center, where we train first responders on uh, response to hazardous material incidents that happen via any mode of transportation. But the other half of that is really looking at how can we provide education to either people that are in current careers that are looking for a change in a stable industry, or for people that are coming out of college, how can we supplement that were um, the education that they've gotten and apply it into rail. So keep an eye out for things uh, coming from the Learning Institute in 2024 and 2025. 
Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, speaking of the railroad industry as a whole, uh, we know that things in transportation, as much as they are in many ways uh, very similar to the way things have been for decades, maybe even a century, uh, but they are evolving. How will the railroad industry look different in five to 10 years? And, And do you think we'll see more women in it? I think what you will see is a continued evolution of the introduction of new technology. Um, I do think that it's a little bit tough right now with a regulatory environment, but um, the the vendors and suppliers and railroads are open to leveraging technology to be more efficient, safer, and more sustainable long-term. So I think the continued look at how we can leverage new technologies, even from other industries, to make our industry better, that's something that will continually happen. Um, I do think that you are going to begin to see more women in rail. I think as technology improves, um, some of the positions that may not have been so conducive to um, a woman may may that may change. Um, but also, again, just kind of seeing more women in bigger positions is going to be a driver and a tractor for more women to get into rail. Breaking a glass ceiling uh, there. Uh, what advice would you like to pass on to maybe job seekers or, or people, uh, women out there who maybe don't see themselves as a CEO? Maybe you can provide uh, some insight into, you know, the path forward. I always tell people a few things. Number one, um, get outside your comfort zone. Growth never happens if you're comfortable, so make sure you're pushing your boundaries to grow your skills um, and have those conversations that are going to, and have those people around you that are going to push you beyond where you're at today. Um, I think the other thing is just hard work. Um, you know, in, in our organization, I love to have people that are hard workers, and I could train for skill, but that inherent ability to just show up and do the job and want to do things right is is something that is sometimes hard to find. So making sure that you're developing a good work ethic when you're young and really if, if you're if you're not working hard at a job, that maybe means you need to question whether you want to be there or not and find something where you do want to put that work in. Um, and then last, I would just say move forward with good intentions. I think we've seen that uh, as you're doing things, if you're doing things for the right reason, uh, I truly believe that the universe conspires to help you. So <laughs> making, making sure that the choices you're making align with your values and your morals. And I think good things come out of that. Well, Carrie Gonzalez, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Carrie Gonzalez, the recipient of the Railway Woman of the Year Award, uh, announced for 2023, but the uh, award uh, benefit or the, uh, I guess, the recognition came at a gala in Arizona at the beginning of the year. So I guess it's appropriate that we end this conversation by me asking you, since uh, it was right around the beginning of the year that uh, all of your uh, fellow uh, fellows in the railway industry paid you this honor. Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions that you uh, are committed to for this year? Because I, I guess it, it's not a time to, to rest on your laurels, is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I think uh, rather than a, a resolution, I always go forward with intentions. And one of my biggest is just making sure that I am taking time for me and my family. It's been a long couple of years and a lot of effort expended in in making sure that we are able to get our organization set up for success. And so I'm trying to be a bit more intentional about the time I'm spending uh, outside of work 
and making sure that it's uh, done thoughtfully and and the appropriate amount of time because my kiddos are growing up and they're not going to be around for much longer and want to <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> oh, that's true. And then they're flying the nest, flying the coop, uh, maybe going into that's rail. Right. You never know. Okay. <laughs> you well, never know. <laughs> Carrie Gonzalez, the CEO of MXV Rail, and it's a company, if you are unfamiliar with it and want to learn more, you can go to their website, mxvrail.com. And if you'd like to find out more about the railway industry, uh, maybe, you know, get a little Railroad 101 information, uh, find out about industry trends or uh, safety improvements, you can visit aar.org. Carrie Gonzalez, President and CEO of MXV Rail, thank you for joining us here on The Extra. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining in this conversation. That's been The Extra. You're listening to KRDO News Radio.